Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Thank you very much for joining me today. Today, we are going to really simplify health. We are going to give you five practical, easy, free tips and practices that you can apply to your life today, right after this episode, that will dramatically improve your health. They are probably the most powerful things you can do for your health because honestly, we overcomplicate health in many ways. And don't get me wrong, the human body is incredibly intricate, intricate, and a you know amazing, amazing uh, you know kind of machine if you want to look at it that way. So uh, by no means am I saying that our bodies are complicated or are simple, simple, but rather I'm saying that we overcomplicate some of the health practices, and we also make this barrier of entry in terms of. Uh, financial status in terms of, you know, trying to be healthy. Well, we really don't need to make it that way. Um, Health can be very, very simple. And so that's what we're going to cover today. So in lieu of providing this, you know, these free tips basically on how to be healthier, uh, I'm going to skip over talking about any of the affiliate programs that I am associated with and rather just say that if you would like to support the show, you can take the free, completely 100% free route of just leaving a review on Apple uh, Podcast and putting a five-star review. I think you can also put a five-star review on Spotify. So if you want to do that, that's very much appreciated. Uh, you can check out the YouTube page, make sure you're subscribed on all the platforms, following all that good stuff, YouTube, Instagram, Um, subscribed obviously on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you want to give a monetary type of uh, donation or uh, help out this show, then please check out the affiliates that are linked in the show notes. And uh, there's some really, really great ones in there. Go ahead and browse them and uh, yeah, find something that's good for yourself. And that's where I'm going to leave that. So those are ways you can help out this show. And aside from that, let's go ahead and get into today's episode, which I'm really, really stoked about talking about today. Um, These are really just practical things that I do in my life and have made the biggest changes in my health. And so to just give a little background, the reason I really wanted to cover this topic is because when I first started dealing with my health issues, which for those of you who don't know, I dealt with a lot of gastrointestinal issues, primarily IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and it's really been something that I've dealt with for a majority of my life, and when I finally started down the path of healing myself, uh, which really I have to give a shout out to my Spanish teacher from high school, he provided me with... Uh, videos and books on, you know, really focusing on our lifestyle and our diet and how we can change our health through lifestyle and dieting and, um, you know, really just focusing on, you know, what we're putting in our body is actually becoming our body, right? Um, And I know I say that very simply, but it is so true. That's a really profound statement. What you are eating literally makes up every single cell in your body. So when you look at food, we really should look at it from the perspective of this is going to become me. So do I want to be made out of Oreos and Cheez-Its or do I want to be made out of, you know, high quality uh, vegetables and meat and fruit and, uh, you know, these really whole foods, right? So anyways, I'm kind of digressing down a different path, 
But what I wanted to say is that what I started to do for my health was I simply started changing the way I was eating and the way I looked at food. I was already a very active person because I was in sports, so I had that part down. But nonetheless, I still had this crazy inflamed gastrointestinal situation going on. And I remember the very first thing I did, I read this book that basically went over all of these different chemicals and everything that are in our food, in our clothes, in our furniture, just everything, right? And it was a little bit actually frightening for me at the time. I, I kind of got to a point where I was like, oh my God, everything is trying to kill me kind of deal. Um, yeah, we don't need to get to that point. The body is really resilient and uh, we should really recognize that. But nonetheless, what I did is <laughs> I just decided to stop eating everything except for basically salads. <laughs> so for like two weeks, all I did was just eat salads. And it was very, very simple. It had olive oil and balsamic vinegar, for my dressing, um, I would throw avocados in there, maybe some walnuts, usually a dark leafy green, um, and kind of just whatever veg veggies and healthy stuff I could find uh, at the house, uh, because obviously I was in high school at this time, so I did not have um, you know any money to my name necessarily, uh, so I had to just utilize what was in the kitchen cabinet and in the fridge. Uh, so yeah, for a, a, yeah about two weeks, I literally ate just salads for the entire time. And uh, in no way am I saying like, you need to go vegan or, or go that route even. But when I did that, it was really wild, you know, because I went from eating a diet uh, that definitely consisted of very heavily processed foods, you know, frozen pizzas, snacks, um, frozen burritos, chimichangas, all just the works, you know what I mean? And so going from that diet, to one that is a whole food diet, right? I'm eating uh, walnuts, leafy greens, dark leafy greens. I've got olive oil in there with the crazy amount of polyphenols uh, in, contained in there. You know, I had balsamic vinegar. Uh, so, you know, really a, a low sugar, high in whole food diet. And let me tell you, it was the first time in pretty much my entire life that I experienced yeah, like two weeks of no flare-ups of any kind in my gastrointestinal system. Uh, it was really, really, really profound for me at the time. And that's what let me know that I'm on to something here and to travel down that path. So <laughs> the long intro here is just pointing out to the fact that I really didn't do a ton of different stuff in my life. I just changed how I ate. Now, it was pretty radical, obviously, but I wasn't spending any extra money. I just ate what food was already at my house. I just chose the better stuff, and I saw incredible results. So that's gonna be my goal for today, is to provide you with five things that, for the most part, are free. Maybe there's a few tiny little costs in there, but for the most part, they are absolutely free, and they're radically going to change your health if you stick to them. So the first thing is simply, and I've said this quite a few times on my show, but it's simply to get outside and go walk. So walking is definitely one of the most underrated workouts you can do. Now it is gaining popularity and I love to see that, but still to this day, there's a lot of people who do not view walking as a form of working out. Uh, I recently heard on another show, someone talking about how, you know, the body technically can lift, you know, 
like squat 500 pounds, right? I mean, just like a crazy amount of weight or even more. I mean, there's people who do more. Yes, the body can be trained and conditioned to do that. But it probably wasn't necessarily built to specifically do that, right? But you know what your body was built to do? It was built to walk a hundred, a hundred and million percent, right? Like the way our bodies are designed, they were made for transportation of movement, right? We need to move in our environment. Therefore, we have had to walk, jog, run, crawl, whatever form of movement we could have possibly done. So walking is truly one of the most natural movements we can do. And on that note, there are so many benefits from it. I mean, for one, it is an exercise. It absolutely is. And it can definitely help with weight maintenance. I absolutely stand by that statement. Um, yes, I'm not backing it up with science. I, I give you that. But pro I promise you, I've had it in other shows where I've looked up studies and walking is incredible for the body. It is so, so beneficial. And really at the same time, like I said, you're doing a movement that your body almost expects you to be doing, right? So you could even, if you want to go running or jogging, absolutely feel free to do that. Walking is, I feel something that more people are open to doing, right? When you get home from work, you're probably pretty tired. You might not want to throw on the shoes and go out for a run, but if you just went out for a 20 minute walk, 30 minute walk maybe if you have the time, that's a much more, uh, you know, it's an easier thing to do for most people uh, with their busy lives. So get outside and walk. Now on that note, if you wanna take it a step further, because uh, I'm trying to keep things free here, design an in-home gym. So once again, we want to do movements that are functional, that are movements that our body would normally be doing. Now that's not to say that weight training is not, you know, doesn't have its place. It absolutely does. Weight training is great. Uh, any form of exercise is really great for the body. However, keeping it on the free scale and also really focusing on natural movements that our body expects us to be doing. You know, we can look at things like if you don't have any weights at home, just doing body weight movements like squats, lunges, push-ups, sit-ups, uh, you know, burpees. There's so many different kinds of uh, exercises that we can do without any weights. And, you know, for maybe not burpees, but for a lot of the other movements, our body really does kind of expect us to be doing these kind of movements, right? It ex expects us to squat down and pick things up, right? Um, so for example, if you do have some weights at home, of course, you can always add a little bit of weight. And also on that note, I've found that by having, you know, quote unquote, an in-home gym, but which basically is just a bunch of like kettlebells and clubs and maces, I am more likely to do a workout than if I am gonna go and drive to a gym to do this workout. So really, number one is going to be walking, but also doing natural movement type workouts that don't require a gym, right? We're trying to keep things free here. So go for a walk, go find a tree branch and do some pull-ups, do some push-ups, some squats, some lunges. There's so many different kinds of workouts that we can do with our, with our own natural body weight that are extremely beneficial. And like I said, your body almost expects you to be doing these movements. It doesn't expect you to be sitting for eight hours at a desk on a computer, right? Like our biology has not developed in, to, to the point of, uh, you know, really being in cohesion with technology yet. So uh, our body expects, expects these types of movements from us. And so we really need to give that to our body and our body is going to 
definitely give back to us in, you know, being pain-free, being stronger, and just feeling better overall. Uh, exercise as well can really release uh, levels of dopamine, which are really incredible for the body and make you feel awesome. So that's number one. Walk, natural movements, exercise, okay? Number two is going to be to cook at home. So this is actually going to, in the long run, save you money, right? Because if you're eating out every single day, uh, even if you're eating fast food, right? Which I hope hope you're not really eating fast food, especially not every day. Um, if you have it every now and again, that's all, that's all right. You know, it's, it's okay to uh, have that 80-20 kind of rule. But nonetheless, if you are out eating out all the time, you're definitely going to be spending more money than if you are to cook at home. And on top of that, when you cook at home, you're controlling everything that's going on your plate, right? So at pretty much 99% of all restaurants or places that you can go get food at, um, they are going to be cooking with really bad oils. They're probably going to have uh, a lot of sugar in most of their meals. They're going to be really low quality typically because obviously like they need to turn a profit. And so, you know, they're not for the most of the, most of the time, they're not buying the highest quality of food. Obviously there are exceptions to that. So just overall, you really lack control in what's going on your plate. But if you're cooking at home, you can keep it very simple. And I'm all about keeping it simple. My favorite kind of meals to make when I get home after a day of work is simply to get a pan out and I will cut up a veggie, maybe it's broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, uh, cabbage, whatever it may be. Cut it up, throw it in a pan, throw in a protein as well, salmon, uh, beef, chicken, uh, whatever it may be, your protein of choice, and go ahead and throw a little bit of oil in the pan, throw in the veggies, throw in the protein, and then I'll usually throw it on really low and top it. This usually works really well with salmon uh, steak. If it's if it's a steak, you might have to flip it a little bit more, um, but that's definitely one of my favorite dishes is just, just like that. You have a good vegetable, a good protein, and if you want, you can throw a little carb on the side as well. Uh, that's up to you. And uh, there you go. You have a really easy and delicious meal. You can throw some salt, pepper, and maybe a couple other spices to keep it interesting. And that's all you need. And the reason I'm really highlighting this is because I cannot say this enough. When we go out to eat, there are so many things that they're putting in the food that really just we should not be consuming in massive amounts. So not only is this going to help your wallet, but it's also going to uh, really help out with your health massively. When we cook at home, it just makes the a world of a difference in terms of uh, health and really just being able to control what's going in our body, right? So cooking at home is massive. Um, and if you're not able to purchase organic produce, local produce, all that good stuff, that's okay still eating vegetables, fruits, and then high quality protein. That's one I, I typically would say you should try to get a high quality protein um, if you're able to afford it. Uh, if not, that's okay. There's some, you know, little wiggle room here. And my number one tip, and y'all, I'm giving this one away for free, okay? I've kept this a secret for myself. <laughs> but here in Southern California, and I believe in Northern California as well, I'm not sure where else, but we have a store called The Grocery Outlet. Now, they're not always consistent with what they have, and I don't know why they have such cheap prices. I feel like it doesn't sell in the normal stores, and so it goes there. But nonetheless, I find all kinds of grass-fed uh, beef 
in there. I find ground beef for like $3.99 a pound. It's grass-fed. It's incredible. Um, steaks, chicken, all kinds of different really, really high-quality proteins that are at a really reasonable price. So please don't, don't go crazy. Don't take up all the goodies in the grocery outlets for me. But that is definitely a really, really useful tip there is to go ahead and check out a grocery outlet. But aside from that, I still wanted to reiterate that, look, even if you're not purchasing organic fruits and vegetables, eating fruits and vegetables over processed food is going to be so, so much better for you. And I would, I would prefer that over anything. If that's what you can afford, then please do that. Now, in terms of other proteins, you can also, for example, uh, salmon. Wild-caught salmon is pretty expensive. Farm-raised salmon, quite a bit cheaper. Now, might not be as high of quality, but salmon still has some really, really great quality, uh, you know, omega, uh, fatty acids in it, all, all kinds of different really beneficial nutrients in it that are still probably worth your time in, in eating it, and uh, it's a little bit of a cheaper option. Or even canned sardines, which I don't know, um, that might not sound super appealing to you, but they're actually really, really tasty, and you can incorporate them in a few different dishes. I like to actually make a almost like a tuna salad out of them where I just put some avocado, some red onion, salt, pepper, uh, maybe a little squeeze of uh, lemon juice in there, something like that, and mix that up. And it's absolutely delicious. You can have it with a little bit of rice and seaweed. Um, really, really tasty snack there. But really just eating at home, getting creative, keeping it simple. Don't put too many ingredients in the pan. Uh, that is definitely going to be super beneficial for your health. So that's number two. Number three is going to be to meditate. Meditation has played a massive, massive role in my life for probably the last like eight years, I would say, but really in the last like four or five years, it's been massive, uh, especially here in the, in the last year. Uh, meditation, I actually have not meditated the last uh, like couple days and that's usually pretty off for me. I, I'm, I'm a big meditator. I meditate at least usually once a day and the benefits of meditation, I mean, there's a lot of studies on them and we can totally go into that on another episode and I have gone into those on other episodes, but really to just break it down is for me personally in my own experience is when I meditate, it's almost, and, and sorry, I, I usually meditate in the morning. When I meditate in the morning, it's really a time for me to kind of check in with myself and to kind of allow my mind to get right. Because sometimes in the morning, I can wake up and my mind is already racing. It's already going through thoughts, like things I got to do in the day. And so when I take, you know, it can even be just five minutes, usually it's longer, but even if it's just five minutes where you sit down and you just connect to your breath, you recognize that your mind is running amok and you can just really choose to be in control of your thoughts in a, in a way that you allow them to just pass. You don't have to be stuck in your thoughts. You can show that you are in control, right? Like thoughts will occur, but you know, it's how we respond to those thoughts. It's, uh, you know, really finding the control and also understanding that just because your mind is telling you that you have a million things to do in the day, uh, you know, it's up to us to, control how we show up and and what tasks we take on first you know and and really gives us this opportunity to prioritize what we have to do in the day and how we want to show up so 
I know this is kind of like a real roundabout answer on meditation, but basically it, it sets my mind for the day. It allows me to choose how I want to show up in the day, which is calm, cool, collected, and, uh, you know, and grateful. That's the other part is I have a big gratitude practice in my meditation and that's massive. Um, showing gratitude really, it's almost like you can choose how you want to be that day. Do you want to be a person that is successful, happy, sharing love and smiles with people and, you know, just really trying to spread as much good in the world as you possibly can? Or do you want to be a sourpuss that got out of bed grumpy, woke up on the wrong side, didn't get enough sleep, um, you know, something didn't go right the day before and you have a ton of stuff to do today? Like, you know, it's all perspective, right? We can look at it that way or we can look at holy cow, I just woke up today. Like the greatest miracle of the day has occurred. I've opened my eyes, right? Like I have another opportunity to be here on this planet, you know, and have the opportunity to make something of myself, uh, to contribute to those around me, to hopefully make everyone's day a little better, you know, to put a smile on someone's face. And, you know, it's all about that perspective. And I feel that meditation can really, really help in setting your day up for success and really just putting you in the right frame of mind to go and tackle the day. So meditation, I cannot say enough about it. It's actually one of the things that, um, I mean, there's so many important things I'm covering today, but meditation is like amazing. (laughs) Not only for your health, it's de-stressing as well, but it also is, it can, it can actually change how you are as a person. So, um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Just, just meditate five minutes, quiet, sit down, focus on your breath. That's it. Uh, and it's free, right? (laughs) Sticking with theme here. Uh, we're all about the free here. Uh, and so now moving on to number four, number four is going to be to improve your sleep. So I'm just going to keep this one pretty simple. I'm not going to really get into too much of the details, but just understand sleep is one of the biggest things you can do for your health. When you're sick, guess what? you tend to sleep a little bit longer because your body is going into this rest and repair mode and is just freaking taking care of business and getting rid of all the bad guys, all the viruses, whatever it may be, and just cleaning out the body. Sleep is incredibly important. When you work out and you go lift weights, you leave the gym in worse shape than you were when you first entered the gym because you have all these muscle tears. You actually put damage on your body you receive the benefits of the workout when you go to bed. It's when you sleep that then the repair process happens and then you wake up and you reap those benefits of the workout. So sleep is incredibly important, like incredibly important for every single aspect and part of your body. So we need to improve sleep. How can we do so? Okay, I'm gonna give you a few little tips here. Number one, eat like two hours minimum before you go to bed. So like, do not eat too close to going to bed. Like if you go to bed at 10 o'clock and you're eating at 9.30, that's not a good idea. You are ingesting food, which is going to, uh, I believe spike cortisol, and it's gonna make it more difficult to actually get into a deep sleep. You're probably gonna have an elevated heart rate, which when I had my aura ring, I would uh, notice that when I would eat late at night, I would have elevated heart rates, and I wasn't able to get as good of sleep. So giving ourselves two hours minimum before going to bed without eating is going to be key. Now, if you wanna do more, that's excellent. Go even to four hours if you can. 
you'll really notice a difference in your sleep if you can do that. So that's number one. Number two is going to be to limit light exposure. Now, this is a really, really tough one for people because I myself am guilty of this. The evening time is a time of real relaxation, resting, taking it easy, throwing on a show on Netflix and just kicking back, right? I totally understand that and I, I feel for you on it. I'm, I'm guilty of it as well from time to time. So I'm, I'm right there with you. But realistically, and this is the gold standard, if you are able to give yourself at least like an hour and a half with no artificial light before going to bed, that is going to be incredible. Like you will absolutely notice differences in your sleep, especially if you pair that with getting out uh, outside and getting sunlight on your skin earlier in the day, specifically early in the morning. But if you're able to literally cut off, and I'm talking phones, laptops, uh, TVs, uh, lighting in your house, everything, like I'm talking using a candle, right, for lighting. If you can do that, that is like the gold standard. If not, that's okay, there's other ways around it. They have things like um, light bulbs that are, um, they don't contain blue light and green light, it's just more of the red light, so kind of mimicking almost like a campfire. Um, you know, they have the blue blocking glasses that you can uh, use as well to filter out the blue and green light from a TV screen, for example. Uh, there's, you know, other hacks that you can use to kind of manipulate this so that you don't have to live like you're in the 1800s with a candle, um, although that is the gold standard, right? And uh, let's see, the other thing would be to also find a uh, uh, almost like a, a evening routine, like people have a morning routine, well, you can have an evening routine as well. You can go ahead and uh, do a little bit of really deep and slow breath work, right? Like boxed breathing or um, like a four count inhale, eight count exhale, uh, something to really stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system and ease you into a restful state. Um, you can also keep your room as dark as possible. So making sure there's no lighting at all. Um, like for example, if it's stars and the moon outside, okay, that's different. But if it's lights from a street lamp outside, or it's that little red shining light on your TV, uh, that just shows you that it's turned off, but it has power to it. Um, all of those lights, if you can eliminate those, those would be excellent. And the other thing would be to try to keep your room cold. So the body does prefer a cold temperature to ease into sleep. Uh, so if you're able to do that, that's excellent. Um, these are all just a bunch of different tips. So you can maybe pick and choose a couple, uh, but those are definitely going to improve your sleep. And then the very last one is going to be to tape your mouth. Now, I would love to get more into this, but just trust me on this, taping your mouth before you go to bed will dramatically improve the quality of sleep that you get. It might not help you get to sleep, but it will improve the quality of your sleep just because you're breathing through your nose and not through your mouth. It's also gonna help a lot of other things, but we're gonna leave it there. Okay, so that was number three is to, oh no, sorry, number four. That was uh, to improve your sleep. Number five is going to be de-stress, okay? So de-stressing might not sound like a massive portion of health, but it really, really is a huge portion of our health. We live in a stressed out state so much of our lives typically, um, and it's not like we're heavily stressed, although some people are, but it's even just this minor level of stress of, you know, like 
just kind of having a little bit of a worry always going on and, and you know, kind of keeping your breath here in your chest as opposed to down in your lower belly and your diaphragm really coming down um, and activating that parasympathetic state, right? There's a lot of people that stay in a sympathetic state for most of the day, and this is really, really bad for us. Um, you know, when we look at these blue zones or areas where people basically live the longest and they are the happiest as well, one of the really, really big things is they don't have a ton of stress. Their stress is very low and on t one, one of the main reasons for it is because they have a really strong sense of community, whether that's with their family members or friends or people that they haven't even met yet. Um, they have really, really good senses of community and activities revolving around community, right? Like having dinner with their family or having dinner with friends or having friends over for dinner and uh, going out and doing things with your friends and family. These are really important things and they, they help us to both de-stress, but they also help us to have that sense of community and belonging. Uh, however, in terms of de-stressing, I wanted to give you a few practices that you can do. So the first one is going to be breath work. So once again, this is going to be any kind of breath work that stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. That's your rest and relax state. So to activate that, we want to typically do slow breathing practices where we're expanding the belly on the inhale and contracting it on the exhale. And when we are doing these breathing practices, we typically want them to be very slow. They don't need to be very fast. And also your exhale should either be the same as your inhale or even longer than your inhale. So you could do like a four count in and then four count out, or you could do a four count in and eight count out, right? Basically just that extended Exhale is really relaxing on the parasympathetic nervous system, uh, so it can really help to calm the body down. So breath work is a huge one, and I promise you, if you don't do breath work, give it a try. You will be blown away and amazed by the effects that it can have. Um, if you're looking for someone to, um, to teach you some breath work and sticking with the theme of being free, you can go onto YouTube and check out Sandy, uh, Breathe With Sandy, he's a good friend of mine, does some excellent breath work uh, videos on YouTube for free, uh, so definitely go check him out. I'll try to link him in the show notes if I remember, and uh, yeah, but if not, go ahead and check him out. He's awesome, has incredible videos, and uh, once again, it's a free way of getting that breath work in. Uh, number two is going to be, once again, community, spending time with community, spending time with friends, family, anything. Uh, and also, let me just say this. <laughs> if you don't get along with your friends or your family, <laughs> then that's not going to be a de-stressing situation. It's probably going to be more stressful. So that's not what we want to do. If you don't get along with one of your family members, that might not be the de-stressing type of thing that you want to go do. Maybe you need to heal that relationship. Okay. But that's not going to be the de-stressing kind of work that we're trying to do. We want to hang out with people who, when we are with them, we can fully relax, just enjoy the time and presence of the person, really, you know, maybe share some of our thoughts, share some of the issues we've been going through, and really just come into a relaxed, calm state. Uh, now, number three is going to be to spend time in nature. In general, spending time in nature is going to be super beneficial for your health. For one, when you can get your feet, bare feet, 
connected to the earth, you're going to be grounding. So that right there is going to actually decrease inflammation in the body. Um, when you get out in nature and you do what's called forest bathing, so maybe you're just surrounded by trees, you're breathing in all this beautiful oxygenated air from the trees, um, you're breathing in just all the goodness, <laughs> like the smells and the uh, you know good microbes, everything. And so also, if you get your hands into the soil or your feet into the soil, you're also getting some like bacteria, little microbes on your hands, which actually can help to build your immune system and uh, to build up your microbiome as well. So basically just being in nature is not only de-stressing, but it's also very uh, good for your health. So try to get out in nature, even if it's just a park, get outside, get that sunlight on you, um, get connected to the earth and yeah, just take a moment to appreciate, just look around, look at the trees, the birds, um, the sky, the sunset, whatever it may be. And uh, just take a moment to have a little bit of mindfulness, maybe practice some gratitude as well. And that is a very, very great uh, way of de-stressing. You know, it's like when people go to the beach and they catch sunset, how can that not be de-stressing to you? If you're stressed out at a sunset on the beach, like something's wrong. Uh, so getting out in nature is a really also great way to uh, de-stress. So that is all of them. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like this episode went way longer than I had expected, but uh, I hope that you received a lot of benefit and um, really enjoyed the episode as well. So once again, I'm just gonna cover the five topics. It was to walk or do a movement that our body expects of us, right? And that our body was built for, uh, to cook at home. So refrain from eating out too much, try to cook at home as much as you possibly can. So you can control what food you're eating, uh, meditate. Meditation is incredible for mental health and all other aspects of your life can develop you as a person, improve your sleep because it is truly the time that our body has to repair itself, to fix itself, to heal itself, to clean itself, everything. So improve the sleep, it's a really important one. And then the very last one is de-stress. When you're stressed out, you are like almost literally shortening your lifespan. Do not be stressed out. Take time, understand that, look, at the end of this life, we're all gonna die, we're all going to the same place, right? So no point in stressing out, take it easy. It's all just a learning lesson here in this world. Everything is an experience and we don't need to take everything so, so seriously. It's okay to laugh at yourself. It's okay to relax. It's okay to take a deep breath. It's okay to not live up to certain people's expectations. It's okay. <laughs> we can take it easy. We can just de-stress. It's going to add both life to your, uh, sorry, years to your life, but it's also gonna add life to your years. When you're stressed out, in my opinion, you are not enjoying life to the fullest. So a little stress here and there to get yourself moving is good, but we need to find that balance. Okay, that is gonna do it for today's episode. Once again, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you received benefit. My whole goal with this podcast is to provide you with free education and to really you know, give you the best tools and information that I possibly can so that you can make the best decisions for yourself. We are all unique individual beings. Listen to your body, listen to what it needs. It's always talking to you and use these tools that I'm giving you, apply them to your life, see if they work for you or not. Um, you know, and these are all simple things. I'm not, you know, 
prescribing you anything. It's just simple recommendations. If you want to try these out, go for it and uh, see what it does for you. You know, there's really no harm in going out for a walk. There's really no harm in cooking at home. There's really no harm in meditating. There's no harm in, you know, de-stressing or improving your sleep. So these are all very simple and safe things that can make massive, massive benefits and changes in your life. Okay, once again, y'all, if you loved this episode, please share it with someone, uh, friends, family, anyone who needs to hear this. Please leave a review, uh, leave a rating. I really, really appreciate that. Find me on Instagram, YouTube. I put, I'm put. i probably gonna put this one up as well on YouTube. Uh, so if you wanna see the version of this, uh, the video version of it, then please check me out on YouTube. Subscribe on all the platforms and all the goodies and um, reach out to me. If you have questions, concerns, you wanna hear about something, please let me know. Um, you can reach out to me by Instagram. Uh, it's probably one of the best ways. And uh, yeah, till next time, I really appreciate all your listenership. Um, I have deep gratitude and love for all of you. And I hope that your day is amazing, beautiful, and your rest of the week is incredible as well. I'm actually filming this uh, close to Mother's Day. So um, for all of you mothers out there, have a beautiful Mother's Day. You absolutely deserve it. Um, I have deep respect for all of you and gratitude and uh, thank you to all the mothers and thank you to my mother. Thank you. I appreciate you, mom. You're probably not listening to this, <laughs> but if you are, I love you very much and thank you for everything uh, you've done for me. And thank you to all you listeners. Have a great one. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.